Welcome to No Compromises, a peek into the mind of two old web devs who have seen some things. This is Joel. And this is Aaron. We recently finished a pretty big project, and I thought it might be a useful time to talk about uh, something that can be beneficial when you get to the end of a project like that, which is reflection. Looking back at what went wrong, what could have been better, um, but also looking at what went right, like what what things we want to do more of and what things uh, we want to try to avoid in the future. And Aaron, I know this is a topic you enjoy because you're the one who put it on our, our weekly meeting agenda. So I thought we could maybe talk through like, what are some of the things that would be beneficial to look back on and, and what sorts of lessons might we learn? So the first thing is that there's basically two different ways that you can look at this. Um, larger projects that are maybe more waterfall sort of like, or just large in general mm -hmm. might have like a lessons learned sort of meeting at the end with the team. I know I did that a lot in a lot of enterprise um, places I, I programmed. Um, if you're doing small agile work and actual doing scrum, you'll have what's called a sprint retrospective, yep. which is the same sort of thing, but on a micro level, like in the sprint, what went well, what went wrong, what are the things we can change for the next sprint and make it better. Regardless, though, of those things, it's maybe the magnitude or the way you deliver it that changes, but the actual underlying concept is the same. And it's, like you said, what went good so we can make sure that we not only are just focusing on bad things, but we notice that something went good and then mm -hmm. solidify that. Because a lot of times what happens is someone on a team does something good, but if no one tells them, then they think maybe it wasn't appreciated. I'm not mm -hmm. going to do that anymore. And you're like, well, you did that that one time. That was awesome. Well, no one said anything. Yeah. So what, why am I going to do that? Well, it was good. I didn't know I had to tell you. Well, you, you do. And, and then, like I said, the flip side is like, what can we, what can we improve on? Um, you know, what do we notice that kind of fell apart or what would we do differently? Things like that. And it's all about the process and it's all about like the effort and the intention and not the person. Well, and, and I kind of, in my own mind, looking back at a project, I, I sort of divide it into maybe two big categories. There's, there's, there's technical things, right? Like, oh, we made this decision or we used this package and it was a pain or this API was difficult or, you know, what, whatever. I mean, things that are more about the code itself. But then there's a lot that's really just about the process and communication. And some of the things you were talking about, like, if, especially if you're working with other people, if you're working with other technical teams, if, you know, working mm -hmm. with a client or a stakeholder, you know, the non-technical, but honestly, probably more important things to uh, draw lessons from on a project like that. I think there's also room to kind of make it a discussion because the struggle I've always had is if I, if I know something is wrong, a lot of bosses and a lot of managers don't like it. If you bring it up, if you don't have a solution, <laughs> yeah. but, but this, this is a meeting where you can kind of say, or, you know, a meeting, a time, a talk conversation where you can say, here's the thing I found that was stressful or, or didn't seem right, but I don't know what the right way to do it is. What does everyone else think? Okay. Yeah, because maybe somebody else will have the solution, right? If, if you just mm -hmm. hold back, then you, you might miss out on that discussion. Um, do you have any sort of process you like to follow? I, I, I've been on team retrospectives where they're very formulaic and like half the questions don't even feel relevant. <laughs> are, you, are you more of a structured guy or you, do you just kind of do it team by team, project by project? I tend to do a project by project, um, you know, team by team. But one of the things I have looked at is like the tickets. 
mm-hmm. just to kind of jolt the because usually especially on the technical stuff you, looking at a ticket will jolt into your mind something again the, the benefit of those formulaic things is that it's it's meant to try to remove biases like yeah. we don't always bring up what joel did wrong it's like you know what is what is the you know what's the whole project and mm-hmm. it's 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 meant to try to get people to talk because that can be a scary thing too like what if what if sure. you have a hands-on yeah. manager and they messed everything up because you know they're a little behind on technology or something like mm-hmm. and if someone doesn't give you the bullet point and say each person do this you know yeah um but i mean you're right there are formulaic things in there where it's like Tell me about a time that whatever it's like that doesn't that doesn't really apply here. Well, and, and I've been on them, especially at the sprint level one. Let's say it's a two week sprint. You know, what went wrong? What could we improve? And like, I legitimately can't think of anything. Right. Like you don't you shouldn't feel the need to make something up just to have an answer mm-hmm. to it. But I think there's also an element of being a little more thoughtful day to day. I know I know I, I I have this habit on and off of sort of journaling, like, you know, work stuff both technical things I learned or challenges I faced or things I want to solve later, but also kind of like, how did I feel about this? What went well? And so even if you don't formally journal each day, maybe just at the end of the day, kind of for yourself, like pick one thing that went well, one thing that was problematic. And then when you get to the end of the two weeks or the end of a project, you can look back at that. Cause Aaron, I know this will be a shock to you, but my memory isn't the greatest sometimes. What? <laughs> Um, and so I, I find that useful because if I just have to reflect back over weeks or months, I, I might miss things that in the moment were actually really important. I do. I do that same sort of thing when it comes to like overall projects or clients. I'll write about like, what was this experience mm-hmm. like? Because sometimes when you fire a client and then six months later and, and the well is running dry, you're like, why did I fire them again? And then yeah, you look right. at your notes, you're like, oh, that's right. Yeah. Because, you know, we just didn't work well together or whatever it was. Um, so I think you can exercise that same thing because when you first said starting the, the journal, I was just like, oh, you weirdo. <laughs> um, then I realized, well, I do, I do it in the, yeah. the same way, just a little bit different. And, and that exercise actually kind of is interesting too, because it, it helps you solidify your feelings because you have to mm-hmm. write it down. But it, it also helps you determine if like you're just having a cranky day. Because if, right. if you're writing something down and you're like, well, the next day you look at it, you're like that. That, that really didn't matter right. and you know yeah. that you know the day was just cranky which mm-hmm. you know never happens to joel he's always so happy but for me oh yeah <laughs> well you've even pushed me sometimes like w- with a difficult client or project where we're kind of wrapping it up and you're like now write down why why <laughs> why we're we wrapping this up and moving on because it, it's so easy to lose that emotional context where you know even even a month goes by and you're like, well, that wasn't so bad. Well, actually it was like, you were really, you, me, I was really stressed out when that was happening. I was really unhappy with how things were mm-hmm. going, but you, you just put a little bit of time and distance in there. And all of a sudden you might get sucked back into doing it. So that, yeah, that's another nice uh, tip I've learned from you, Aaron. I think the last thing I wanted to cover is, is actually being a little open and honest about one of the struggles I have with this, because a lot of times, you know, when we talk about our, uh, especially during podcasts, we'll be like, and here's how we do it. And everything sounds great. <laughs> like, like, like we have it all figured out. W- one of the things, and I'm going to pick on Joel because I know he can mm-hmm. handle it. Nope. Um, is, is Joel tends to overestimate how much he can get done in, in a week or a sprint or whatever. How dare you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and it's always me. Like he'll have six tickets and I'll be like, yeah, you're going to get three true. of those. He's like, he's like, no, no. Well, at least four. I'm like, <laughs> I think, I think three is definitely is the maximum. It's more like two. 
So the reason I bring this up is because the struggle I'm having is like when we have our final retrospective on like our last project, I can think of many times when that system or that, that scenario happened, but I don't know how to give the proper feedback. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, Joel might agree that, yeah, that does happen. But part of the struggle here is now we, now if we're going to follow our own advice, we have to take a little time to think about like, so then how would we actually fix something like that? Please write in with your comments and suggestions on how Joel can stop <laughs> overestimating. It's just, it's that eternal optimistic developer mindset. And yeah. maybe, maybe the solution, Aaron, is I just have to be worn down a little bit more, just yeah. a little more grizzled and <laughs> jaded, and then, then things will be fine. So I think that people who eat cream cheese, mayo, and sour cream. <laughs> Oh boy, come on. Are evil and have dark hearts. Ah, this is where the, the podcast comes to a crashing close. <laughs> well, let me tell you why. So, yeah. first of all, those collective like gooey things I call gack. Like it's just yeah. like and I, I don't understand. Uh, no. It, well, maybe they maybe they are, but like then just just eat it then. Like just eat it out of the jar. Because what, what happens is people have food and then they're like, Well, this food doesn't taste good enough, so I'll put some gack on it. Well, maybe make your food taste better, first of all. Like, isn't that the issue? Um, Especially with all the people, like, with, you know, uh, high calorie intake and they're looking at that, like, you know, maybe just put a little seasoning, a little spice. Mm. But the the reason I say this is because um, I was having a conversation with one of my best friends and uh, we were talking about, I think, coffee. Mm -hmm. And she's like, yeah, I don't don't like coffee. And a lot of people probably listening were like, what? And I was like, oh, all right. And I, I just stopped there, right? I see a little, bit later, a little bit later in the day, she randomly sends me a picture of like some cream cheese wrapped around like pickles mm-hmm. and some stuff. What? And I was like, <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah, it's like, well, it's ham and then cream cheese and pickle or something. It's my parents did it when I was growing up and she oh, does okay. it. So I know it's a thing. Yeah, um, okay. And I was like, why are you doing this? And <laughs> she's she like, knows well, you don't I, like it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, ha, ha, ha. I'm like, you don't see me sending you pictures of my morning coffee. And people have always done that to me because I also don't like cheese. And so people are like, oh, but look at the cheeseburger. Like no amount of you holding a gross thing is going to make me say, awesome, now I want to have that thing. And I really, 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 really don't like it. So basically when you show it to me, you're like saying, huh, I know he's going to vomit a little bit in his mouth. And I'm happy about that. Why? Because you have cold hearts and dark souls. Well, if you put it that way, fine. (laughs) And Aaron... I know I've done this. So is this is this like you're calling me out to never mention delicious things? I don't think I've ever texted you a picture though, so I'm probably okay. Yeah. <laughs> are you enjoying listening to our podcast and getting a little value out of it? We hope so. And if you are, please share it with maybe a teammate or another developer you know that might benefit from it as well. Go to show.nocompromises.io and you can subscribe.